If adventure has a name, it must be Indiana Jones. Hi, this is Ed Dollister, and welcome to episode three of the IndieCast. Once again, I'll be bringing you your weekly look at indie news from around the world. Now, there's only one indie birthday this week, but it is one half of the government team that put indie on the path to the ark. Yep, it's Colonel Musgrove himself, Don Fellows. Don would have been 86 on December 2nd, but uh, sadly he only passed away recently on October 21st. Don was also seen in the Richard Donner classics The Omen and Superman 2, and the not-so-classic, but I have a soft spot for it, Superman 4 The Quest for Peace. Now we better get to the news, as this looks like it's going to be a bumper episode today, and when I say bumper, I mean we may actually go over nine minutes. Dr. Jones, now you must understand that this is all strictly confidential, eh? I understand. Every clue he followed, every discovery he made. These pages are taken from Professor Jones' diary, Your Highness. Archaeology is the search for fact, not truth. Starting off with some big indie news this week, there are three official pictures of Indy and his sidekick Shia LaBeouf from Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull that have just been released on the internet. The pics look exactly what you would expect from an indie film. Indy in his full gear with pistol and bullwhip in what looks to be a temple or cave, as well as on the streets of some town. If you weren't excited before about the film, you certainly will be now. Visit the show notes for a link to high-res versions at aintitcool.com. Well, it wouldn't be an indie cast without a Ray Winston story, and this week he was blasting the extra who gave away some plot points to the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Don't worry, the indie cast is spoiler-free, unless you consider these Ray Winston stories spoilers, of course. Speaking with the World Entertainment News Network, Winston said, Well, the man's an idiot. He ain't going to be acting no more. What's he done it for? For a few bucks? Fans want to see the film knowing nothing about it. I'm fed up with watching trailers and finding out the end. No point going to the film now. I've just seen it in about three seconds. Drives me insane. Boy, if you think seeing the trailer ruins the movie experience, how does he handle working on the movie itself? Indiana Jones has topped the list of greatest heroes of all time in a poll compiled by Total Film Magazine writers. Harrison's other characters, Han Solo, came in at number 9, just beaten by Luke Skywalker at number 6, and Blade Runner Rick Deckard came in at number 23. In a bit of shock on the greatest villains list, Darth Vader came in only at number 2 behind the Joker. Oddly, Dr. Elsa I Talk In My Sleep Schneider came in at number 43. Now I think she is great, but surely Belloc or Tot or... Even Mr. Megorium should have beaten out Elsa, unless she's only made the villain list because she played opposite Patrick Swayze in that god-awful King Solomon's Minds miniseries. Looks like the Ark of the Covenant may not be being worked on by top men, but has actually been in downtown Aksum, near Addis Ababa in Ethiopia for the last few thousand years. The Smithsonian Magazine reported that the Ark allegedly has been guarded by a succession of virgin monks who, once anointed, are forbidden to set foot outside the chapel grounds until they die. Boy, you'd want to read the fine print on that job description. Addis Ababa is also home, at least in the Superman movies, to a meteorite whose origin was the planet Krypton, which Lex Luthor fashioned into kryptonite. For details, check out the show notes for the link. Special thanks to Jay Shepard for the heads up. And finally, a rumour has it, again, don't worry, this is spoiler free, that Steven Spielberg may be revisiting some characters from one of his earlier films in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. 
Now, Who Like Me hopes there's going to be a cameo from Wild Bill Kelso and Loomis from 1941. Okay, maybe it's just me. But if you like potential spoilers, and please, Ray Winston, don't beat the heck out of me, visit the show notes for details. Also in a follow-up to last week's story, it was great to hear from director Brandon Clayler of Indie Fans and the Quest for Fortune and Glory. Stay tuned for an interview in the new year on the IndieCast to find out more about the production. In the meantime, don't forget you can visit www.indiefansfilm.com for details. Don't worry, this is kids' play. Indiana Jones, Tote and Cairo Swordsman action figures, each sold separately from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, new from Kenner. You know how long I've been looking for that? All your life. Cool toy review have got a first look at the initial wave of Indiana Jones action figures from Hasbro, which focus on Raiders of the Lost Ark. The figures include Indy with jacket, coiled whip, satchel, pistol, and golden idol, and without a jacket, whip, and what looks like to be a working holster. Balak is there, like the mail-away version with ceremonial outfit and staff. There's also a German soldier with a machine gun, Cairo swordsman with, yep, you guessed it, a sword, and finally Marion Ravenwood in her basket game outfit with frying pan and sword. Still no word on the release of the shirtless Marcus Brody figure, but we can only hope. Check out CoolToyReview.com for details. Still with Cool Toy Review, they've posted a picture of a salesman sample copy of Kellogg's Indiana Jones cereal. Featuring the classic B-sheet image by Amsel from the 1982 re-release, the treats feature marshmallow skulls and both natural and artificial flavours. This of course begs the question, snacks. Why did it have to be snacks? Also thanks to listener Jimmy Hayes who let me know that he found the Lego Indiana Jones motorcycle chase at retail. Jimmy's in the Chicago area so you better start taking a look around your Lego toy aisles. And if you've got an iPhone then you can start playing some of those classic LucasArts computer games like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, The Fate of Atlantis and Monkey Island as the Scum VM emulator is now fully supported. So until LucasArts port these over to the Nintendo DS, what are you waiting for? Visit Engadget.com for details. It's today's mail. It's been opened. Dr. Schneider, message from Berlin. We should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. Wow, another flood of emails. Thank you so much, and don't forget, keep them coming. I will answer all of them. Christian from New York dropped me a line and said, Just wanted to let you know that I'm psyched about this new indie podcast. You are doing a great job so far. I listened to the Forcecast and was hoping for an indie podcast because I just love the movies. I've been both a Star Wars fan and an Indiana Jones fan since I was about six or seven, when my dad first showed me both of the series in the mid-90s. I have always been a slightly bigger indie fan. Temple of Doom used to be my favourite, but now I prefer Raiders. I was so scared of the scenes when the men were killed by the Ark and Donovan aged rapidly. I refused to watch those scenes for years. I also saw most of the young indie adventures when they came out in VHS because they had all of them, except Master of Evil, at my local library. I'm pleased to say that I've gotten all of the McGregor and Caden books and one of the McCoy ones, The Hollow Earth, in addition to the first two young indie books and some of the Find Your Fate books. This is quite a collection since I got all of them at used bookstores within the last few years when I started collecting and most of the books originally came out before I was born or when I was very young. Well thanks Christian, great email and apart from making me feel really old. You did suggest that um, maybe I do some plot outlines or reviews of some of the uh, indie EU books which sounds like a fantastic idea. I think I might do that. Thanks Christian. Ryan from California wrote about there was the buzz about the trailer to Indy 4 perhaps being attached to Beowulf, but that obviously didn't happen, and he suggests that it may hit this Christmas not too far before John Williams finishes the score for Indy 4. 
Well, you may be right, Ryan. Let's hope it doesn't give away too much, otherwise uh, Ray Winston might have something to say about it. James wanted to let me know about Steve Delk, who made Indy's Fedora for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You can have a look or even buy your very own hat from www.adventurebuilt.com. James also sent in a pic of him as Indy. Very nice costume, James. In fact, I thought I'd create an IndyCast Flickr page, and this is at www.flickr.com forward slash photos forward slash IndyCast. So send in your pics of Halloween costumes, Indy collectibles, or even Indy locations, and I'll put them up on the Flickr page. At the moment, I've just got a few pictures of an indie board game, indie action figures and things like that. So send in your photos to ed at comicgenius.com. Now, if there's something you want to discuss, like a segment idea, like Christian did, or your tale of indie, just send me an email at ed at comicgenius.com or discuss it in the dedicated forums at rebelscum.com. Well, that's it for episode three of the IndieCast. Check out the show notes for further details on all the stories we covered today. Thanks again to Dustin, Dan, Jay, Jason, Pete, and everyone at TheForce.net. This is Ed Dollister telling you to remember... If adventure has a name, it must be Indiana Jones. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or Paramount Pictures and is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Indiana Jones site can be found at www.indianajones.com. Indiana Jones, all names and sounds, and any other Indiana Jones-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of TheForce.net, LLC, unless otherwise indicated. That belongs in a museum!